Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Brian. You ever heard of Arlo Guthrie? No. Well, he said he didn't want a pickle. He just wanted to ride his motorcycle. But you know what? You know who likes pickles? Everybody. Everybody likes pickles? Everybody likes pickles. Lane, do you like pickles? Yes, sir. Johnny, do you like pickles? I do. Jalen? I do, too. (laughs) Hey, guys, we're here with Goldie's. They make great pickles. And you know who else makes great pickles? Texas Pickle Company. They do, and they make some pretty phenomenal pickles. Texas Pickle Company is a family-run business out of Sugarland, Texas, owned by Tom and Jessica Weldon. We've known them for quite some time. We met them uh, down at a uh, fundraiser uh, two years ago, three years ago? Yes, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. They do a lot in the community, and they make some fantastic artisan pickles, um, and they've got a new, new pickled item coming out. It's a smoky jalapeno that is going to have some post-oak smoked peppercorns in the brine. So, you know, a little barbecue connection there. Who doesn't love a, a good little touch of smoke with their pickle condiments? And they also have their soon-to-be-famous habanero dill chip, which yeah. is a great great little spicy kick. Yeah, that one's available at Houston Area Total Wines. Um, they're also available at Central Market in Houston and various other locations. What's the best way to get a hold of them, Brian? Best way to get a hold of them is to go out simplytx.com for wholesale opportunities. Reach out to them on social media at A Texas Pickle. That's A Texas Pickle. Tom and Jessica Weldon get some fresh artisan pickles from them. All right, and we love those artisan pickles, and we love all the restaurants that are doing artisan pickles. Speaking of that, today, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits, Road Trip Edition. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are at Goldie's Barbecue in Kennedale, Texas. We are here with... Blame, Johnny, and Jalen. You guys should have sang that. <laughs> it, it almost had a little rhythmic flow going to it. Goldie's Barbecue is one of the best new barbecue joints that's opened in the last few years. And to no one's surprise that is familiar with these gentlemen and their history in barbecue and their experience in barbecue. That's kind of led them to this point of opening their restaurant. And we'll get into all that fun stuff. But let's let's start in the early days because the, the story of Goldie's is a fun one. These are... Uh, some young men that knew each other back on the playgrounds. Yeah, the, the early up. days of, of what, 1990, <laughs> 1995? Yeah, way back when. Yeah, I think you're, you're giving them too much credit. When, when, when were you guys born? <laughs> yeah, it's probably around 2000. Yeah, I was born in 2001. Oh, God. <laughs> Good Lord. So, so let, let's hear about it. How did you guys meet, and how did this whole friendship partnership get started in the early days of childhood? I think so. Johnny and I, Jay, I met Jalen probably first grade. Yeah, probably first or kindergarten. Yeah. And then Johnny moved to Georgia. Right. Or here. <laughs> Jesus. Johnny moved to here from Georgia in probably third grade. Uh, yeah, yeah, third grade. That explains the Falcons thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, so that explains the heartache. <laughs> We're going to make this episode 28 minutes and 30 seconds just for yeah. you. Oh. Sorry, I had to do that. I'm not a, I'm not a Patriots fan, but, yeah, I, yeah. but I had to do yeah, that. Yeah, I get, I get it all the time. That's why I'm so mad all the time. <laughs> Short little sidebar. My, uh, my sister lives in Atlanta. Her husband is born and raised in Atlanta. Big Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. They, they flew down and stayed at my house for the Super Bowl in Houston, which, you know, the, the now infamous Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they had to leave at like 5 a.m. the next morning after the Super Bowl. So 
I wasn't going to stay up and say goodbye to them, but after the end of that game, I just I had to see what the faces were like as they walked through the door, and I don't think I've ever seen a more heartbroken person in my entire life. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's, it, that's how it was. It, it'll get better, Johnny. It'll uh, get better. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it can't get worse. Come on. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they'll surprise you. I mean, they'll, I mean, they, they could blow a bigger lead. Hey, they're, they're not the Texans. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. That true. That, yeah, yeah. Take some comfort in that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yes, the, the early days, you moved to, to Texas from Georgia. Yes, yes, in uh, second grade. Okay, and then that's where you, you guys first started to connect and become friends? Or? I think uh, I think so, I think maybe third grade. Yeah. I think third grade is when I met Lane. Okay, Jalen, when did you Jaylen. come into the... Oh, you were um, Yeah, yeah, I knew, well. I knew them since, probably kindergarten and Johnny in third grade, too. Gotcha, and that's and 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 the the dearly departed Dylan, who he's he's somewhere around Dallas, we don't know. Yeah. He was he was part of that mix of you of you guys when you know d- during the early kindergarten, elementary school, yeah. middle school days. So so what were what were those days like? I mean, you guys growing up, did you because you, know, you have very different personalities, but but obviously you got a, a very tight friendship that's lasted through the years. So how did this like band of friends you know start working in barbecue and start becoming you know a, a partnership? Let, let's talk about that, Jalen. You want to start with that one? Yeah, so it was probably probably when Dylan started at uh, Terry Black's. Actually, we both got the same job, but I ended up moving back here to DFW uh, for reasons. <laughs> and then uh, I came back. Maybe it was a year later. They all had jobs in barbecue, and I kind of joined back up with them at that point. But that's probably what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there for was, the first year for it, so uh, <laughs> it was Dylan doing Terry Black's and. Uh, I guess we were all just kind of interested in what what they were doing because um, we didn't really know anything about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, DFW wasn't it. exactly like a modern bar- barbecue, nah. you know, heaven back in when you guys were growing up. There wasn't nah, a ton I, of it. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even really like barbecue until I was like uh, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was your first barbecue experience? Uh, the I don't know. Probably probably uh, probably for, oh, like like here. Just in it, like as a consumer, yeah. Yeah, uh, Spring Creek, uh, Dickies. <laughs> I actually, I actually did kind of like Dickies. Uh, like growing up, like I, I didn't think it was the worst. Like I, I, when I, you I, haven't had better, like I mean, you, yeah. you have no basis for comparison. I, I still think you can probably make yourself like a pretty decent Dickies sandwich. <laughs> uh, like if you if you had the meat and you sauce it yourself and stuff like that, like you, you could make a decent decent sandwich. And I did go not too long ago. <laughs> And it was good. I'm not even gonna lie. The ribs were good. They don't believe me. Well, this went back. We went back to tales from the pits. It was. I had the ribs. Maybe I guess about a year ago. Maybe a little bit longer ago. But I had them. They were actually pretty good. And then I and then I brought these guys there, and they are terrible. And made me look really stupid. But I swear. I mean, and that's with any barbecue place. I mean, if they consistency, yeah, they consistency. People will good day or a bad day. Absolutely. Matter of stringing together the good days yeah i feel like everything at dickies was a lot better than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. for everyone always hating on dickies it was pretty good it was it's yeah not i mean there, there's a reason why they're the number one barbecue by volume and dollars mm-hmm. i mean yeah, whether whether it's our type of barbecue or not mm-hmm. it's it, a it's lot a of people eat it business model, yeah. Absolutely. yeah yeah can't hate on that no i mean i mean they're they're doing their thing and people come and but, but you hit on consistency, and, I, and I, that's a huge thing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when you have, and it goes to the, the aspect of, of pitmasters, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Dickies doesn't have pitmasters per se. They have employees, mm-hmm. right? And so, and those employees, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's an owner of the franchise owner, but 
they're not tied into the business like you guys are, like so many other of the good top quality joints are. Mm. Um, what was your first like really good barbecue kind of aha moment? I want to say it was uh, La Barbecue's pork ribs. La Barbecue's pork ribs, way, way, way back in the day. I think John Lewis is still there. and Because uh, um, we, I think we had been to Franklin, and I, I, I think I still didn't really understand barbecue that much. And I was like, oh, I don't know, this is, I guess it's pretty good. But there was, uh, I knew I liked pork ribs. And then when I had La Barbecue's pork ribs, I was like, these are like, these are the ones. Like, these are the best pork ribs I've ever had. And I think I ate like 10 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever ate that. Yeah, 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 well, I thought it was like normal because I, I think I had Dickie's ribs and they were small. And like, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I just kept eating them. I was like, I don't know. I thought it was normal to eat 10 pork ribs. <laughs> so I just sat there and did, but they were delicious. Jalen's charged me for 10 pork ribs. <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault. Johnny did yeah. call out three ribs. I just had to, yeah. three single ribs. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that was three. I, 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 I didn't give you crap about it. That's yeah. how we make our money. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's a bad, it, it was a I mean, bad call out. I shouldn't have said, I, I should have waited him or whatever, but. <laughs> All right, Lane, well, let, let, let's get to your little barbecue experience here and how this started. I know you've worked for some really mean and terrible people in the barbecue world so let, let's talk some shit about them okay so i think that we would skip class and go get to all the barbecue spots around austin we usually went to Mickleweight most often and law barbecue after that and then i think we started going like out the lockhart and trying places and like luling and taylor johnny and i would and then um i got a job at friedman's started working with evan and chris and brad and uh, Joel and then hung out there for a little bit once they left it was time for me to mosey on and then I went to Michelade and I had applied there between every job I ever had in Austin but I only got responses the time I got the job so I had to did Tom just not like you? Or? yeah he just didn't like my resume <laughs> actually uh, yeah, actually, I applied uh, maybe about a month before Lane and I uh, just did not get the job so Tom if you ever hear this <laughs> <laughs> Dan didn't follow up. I followed up. Tom was probably busy, like, building something with his bare hands, like an arc or something, and probably just never saw it. I think I emailed him at the lucky time when he had a catering and probably didn't have anybody to help. So he said, this guy just applied, so I'll have him come up there. And then I just never left. <laughs> kind of, kind of like a roadie with a, kind of like a roadie with a band. And, uh, you know, Tom was in a band. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's how it started. Um, so with with uh, Friedman's and Mickleweight, what what were you doing there? What were you cooking? Um, you know, what kind of things were you learning at the yeah. time? So at Friedman's, I started off cutting, and then I moved to the morning shift. So it'd be pulling the briskets, cooking and pulling the ribs, making bread, getting all the sides ready, and then cutting service and trimming briskets and ribs for the next day. Um, and then Mickleweight was about the same. I started off doing night shifts and like running service. Then I moved on to the morning shifts of cooking everything, getting all the sides ready and whatnot, and basically just doing whatever had to be done when it needed to be done. And Johnny, once you started cooking barbecue, what was kind of your first tasks in cooking? Was it rib shifts or, or um, you, you got, you, you, I remember seeing, the early pictures I remember seeing from you were always like the most gorgeous looking ribs. <laughs> I, I do love, I do love rib picks. Uh, I think, I mean, it's just like the, the best looking meat. Um, so I, I, I love doing that, but uh I guess I, I I actually I worked at La Barbecue uh, when Dylan first started there, and I just cut like the briskets that he was cooking. But I wanted to cook, and they wouldn't really let us because, or they wouldn't let me because I mean Dylan was already cooking, and then I, I don't think they wanted both of us back there. Uh, 
Just, just probably work maybe never get done. I, I, I don't think I, that's not a bad call. I mean, there was, there was, I mean, was, we were both 20 and uh, we were both, you know, we, we probably would have goofed around like pretty good, but uh, uh, you know, uh, so I, I quit La Barbecue and I started uh, cooking at Valentina's, and that's when I first uh, really started cooking stuff. And uh, I did the night shift there, which was 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> wow! So it's a, it's a it's a long shift. That, that they, they got a, they got a lot of stuff to prep, and I did that five days a week. I actually I actually did work till uh, three to three a.m. Um, because there's just so much stuff to do, and um, so that's when I really started cooking. And then um, I've got to ask too, like because I mean you've cooked on a lot of different pits at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, Valentina's has some very unique pits in yeah, terms of yeah. you know they're they're not the streamlined airflow elbow draw that everyone is used to now so what was it like cooking on those pits at valentina's um since i really didn't have any cooking experience back then like i don't like totally remember like you know exactly how they cooked you 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 just made them work i'm I'm, i i did what miguel told me to do and that's that's pretty much it like uh and it worked out fine i mean all i mean all the food was food was great and everything sorry um yeah all the food was great and everything and um I really didn't notice like the, the pig cooking super weird or anything like that. Uh, they cooked great and the food came out great, and um, they're they're really good. And I, I think Miguel's selling a, a backyard pit now too for uh, for those people that want to get some of that. Yeah, yeah, M- Miguel is selling backyard pits, and and yeah, it's funny because we ate these guys barbecue for years before we before we knew you guys, and then since we knew you guys. Heck, we've eaten barbecue at the places you used to work at this week, <laughs> and so chances are, if you're if you're listening to this and you're a barbecue fan, uh, you know that's eaten barbecue in Texas for the last five to seven years. Chances are, you've eaten barbecue cooked by these gentlemen. You may not have known it at the time because they may have been, you know, the, the three to three rib shifts and and prep and things like that, or they may have been, you know, in, in the catering van refusing to leave. You know, you, depending on the story. But uh, but you've you've eaten these gentlemen's barbecue for many many years, and there's a reason why Goldie's is as good as it is now. And it's because of that experience that you all got to learn from some of the best in the business. You know, learn examples of what to do and what not to do from a business standpoint, from a cook standpoint, from a prep standpoint. What are what are some of the more valuable lessons that? And we can we'll start with Jalen and go go across the table here. What are some of the more valuable lessons you learned? And you don't have to name names of who you learned it from, or you can. It's up to you. Of like you know what what you learned that's kind of helped you now owning and operating a business. Um, really, just probably from all of my bosses, just like having a deep like care for your food. Like if you don't care about your food, your food's not gonna come out as good. So that's really probably the biggest thing I've learned from them. And like you'll see it all the time, people burn out. It's pretty easy to burn out in barbecue. So really just keeping up that care for the food and uh, like it makes me good food that way. Johnny? Um, I think, uh, I guess my like uh, biggest mentor in barbecue, or her, who I learned the most from was uh, Benji at Franklin. And it's not, I guess, I mean, he was like kind of the GM front of house guy. And uh, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, a, I mean, with him, it wasn't about cooking, but uh, with him, it was just about, you know, uh, doing, doing the right thing and treating customers right and doing stuff like that and uh and making sure that everything's done correctly and you know appropriately so um definitely i learned the most from benji for sure sure. we've been in that line multiple times and and when benji was around and yeah i mean he came through he made you really feel special absolutely you know and and he would check on people as they were waiting in line and and that was it, it made that line experience part of the Franklin experience. Yeah, he, he uh, Benji was that part of the Franklin yes. experience, and when, when he left, it was a, it is a different vibe, but um, he was like that, like, 
comforting like right. and even for all the employees there too like the employees really really enjoyed working under benji like he was a, a you know he did the right thing for his employees basically I mean, that, that's the thing that just, it doesn't get talked a whole lot about in the hospitality industry because everyone's so obsessed with the pretty brisket pictures and things like that. But there's so much that goes into operating a successful business. And successful means financially. Successful also means your customers are happy, your employees are happy. You know, the m- mental health and happiness at your job, whether Absolutely. you're working at a restaurant, you're working at a desk in a cubicle, I mean, it, it's all relative and it all means something. And fostering that environment to where you do feel like, you know, your employees can trust you, your employees can rely on you if they need something. And, and it sounds like, and we know that Benji did that from a customer standpoint, because we got to see that every time we went to Franklin for the last, you know, several years when he was there. But it sounds like he did do that from a, from an employee standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he tried his best to make sure all the employees were, were happy and were doing well. And uh, he would go really go out of his way to make that happen too. So it was, it was really nice working for him for sure. Awesome. Lane, what, Lane? what did you learn? And, and do you, if you want to say, who did you learn it from? Um, I feel like I learned there's not one way to do things. And just like a lot of like what restaurants do is dictated on like their sit up, their setup and their system of what they already have available and like how the space dictates it. So I wouldn't get too set on one way to cook a brisket or I wouldn't read a book and then that's all the way to cook a brisket. It's okay to cook with dirty smoke. <laughs> what? So, we like Dickies. It's okay to cook with dirty smoke. Like, you guys are just blowing all these myths about barbecue out of the water here. So let's kind of talk. How did those lessons come into play as you guys decided what the experience at Goldie's was going to be like? Um, so I feel like with I probably learned that lesson at, at Bufalina. That was probably the first place. Not a barbecue place. But it was pretty much everyone there like really like deeply cared for what they were doing. Um, so like... At Freedman's, you know, you had you had your employees that tried really hard, and you had everyone else that just kind of did what they did there. Right. And like, I wasn't like taste testing everything I'd made. That's what I learned at Boothlady. Like, you gotta taste what you make every time. That's what we do here. We'll we'll make a little tray for us, pretty much every every day before service to like try all our sides to make sure everything's nice and good. Um, but yeah, that's probably that's one thing I learned from there, and that's what we kind of translate here to Goldies. Just really, you gotta try everything you do. And when we say try everything, that means Lane is making how many different versions of beans before we, we get to the version that actually ends up on the menu? Oh, he's Probably got like, five more since y'all came. Since y'all came, there's five new recipes. Half, half a version. Let's talk about, yeah, this was, I was waiting for the segue into the bean story. Let, let's talk about these beans and how these beans came to be, because I remember the last time you told us this, you, you tell us it was super simple, and then you spent 10 minutes explaining to us the 80 <laughs> steps that go into making your beans. Well, I, we stopped soaking them, so. Yeah, you cut, cut down one step. Cut down that step. <laughs> but yeah, we just cook the vegetables and the spices until all the moisture's gone. Fry, or sorry, we cook the vegetables in tallow. Then we fry the spices after that. Then we just simmer it away with some brisket. And then we'll put in some tomatoes and vinegar once the beans are cooked. There are people that cook brisket in less time than you prepare beans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jan will hit it with an immersion blender afterwards. Good Lord. And, and so, the, again, these are things that the customer may not know you're doing, but you can absolutely taste it in the food. And, and that goes down to, like you said, tasting everything as you're, as you're eating it to find out you're getting that perfect version. I know the, the banana pudding was the same story to where... They kept making you make it over and over again. They put notes under my door. <laughs> the stuff they didn't want to say to my face. I mean, at this point, you should be able to tell each other anything, right? Sure, like, your banana pudding sucks ass, dude. Sorry. They didn't say it. I said we it. Didn't want it. He was really sad those days. We didn't want to say all that. 
Yeah, we won't even get into bread yet. Um, Johnny, what, what's something that you brought to Goldie's um, and, and kind of infused into the, the mentality and the food here? Um, as far as food goes, um, I think I just, you know, try my best to cook good food, obviously, every day. And uh, um, that's really just like brisket and ribs and turkeys and stuff like that. I don't really deal with much else, honestly. That's that's pretty much it. So um, I, got, I got a short list of stuff to do, so I might as well just try to do it <laughs> really, really good. Brisket, um, ribs, and turkey is not a short list. They may yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it, it's long hours, but I, yeah. and I'm not the only one doing it. It's just uh, that's literally like that's kind of like my thing. Like that's my jam. That's what I like to do. That's, that's what I like to do. So if I like to do it, why, you know, why not try to be really good at it? So, um, but I guess uh, that's what the food, I guess with customer service and whatnot, you know, like, like I said with Benji, I tried, um, I try to mock a lot of the stuff that Benji does and try to get that same feel. We don't have... We don't really have the uh, employees or stuff like that for me to be out there like Benji, which I would love to do. Uh, you know, give that same line feel that uh, Benji did, but uh, um, I still try to replicate that and try to make uh, everything in here as comfortable as possible for every customer. Um, just with the whole setup and everything, um, everything we we I mean we thought about all this stuff uh, putting this restaurant together. So um, you know. I hope it feels that way when you come in here, you know. Um, well, today, today we had Dylan's mom doing. Yeah, the yeah I love that. I love well. that. Yeah. I, I told. I, I I love when she comes and she, you know, she hangs out at the door because uh, we're only letting one group in at a time right now, and uh, so she'll hang out by the door and you know talk to the customer. They're looking at the menu. They're, she's she's talking to them, and I, I love that feel. Like you know, just <laughs> I, you. I mean, how often do you walk up to a restaurant and someone's mom is like you know greeting you and letting you in and going over the menu and stuff like that and. Uh, I, I think it's amazing. So uh, I think that's that. That I mean, that's like that's awesome. Yeah. Know? No, it, it is. It's super cool to get that. You know, it, it does. It gives you more of a connection to the restaurant. It's. I mean, it's part of the reason why we do the show is we try to get people more of a connection to these places they're going by knowing a little more of how these places came to be. Very few restaurants are someone turned a key, opened a door, turned the lights on, and start cooking. Like mm-hmm. that's not how a restaurant operates. You know, there's so many things that go into a person's career to get to the point where they're opening a restaurant. There's so much that goes into the food that gets prepared every day. You know, and we want we want the people to listen to this to have a little more connection to the steps that you guys make for beans and you know making your own bread, which is just insane and ridiculous. And you know, and spending all those hours by the pits, making sure you're cooking as perfect a brisket as can possibly be cooked. And we feel like you guys, that's been kind of a goal and a mindset that we've seen in you guys for a long time. And we hadn't, we were not surprised when the barbecue was fantastic when we came here. And I think most of the people that have known you guys for a long time weren't that surprised. But I know it was a long road to get here and to open this place. What was, just a couple of, without going into too many details, because I know you probably talked about this 50 times and are tired of it, but what were some of the challenges you faced opening this restaurant? Really just dealing with the city, honestly. We had a we had to put in a new septic system and that really delayed us probably for what well, was that, like six to eight months. Mm-hmm. I think we were ready to go June of two thousand nineteen and didn't get to be able to open up until February twenty twenty. Just because that took so long to deal with, so that was a yeah. <laughs> and of course right after you open yeah. the world yeah. closes COVID hit yeah, uh, yeah. we had four weekends before COVID hit and then uh, yeah <laughs> and Johnny I know that you know, there was a lot of changes that went on in, for everyone's world when, when COVID hit and I know it, it, an opportunity did present itself to you to, to be able to kind of 
spread your wings and, and learn something different <laughs> and, leave. and get yeah. a whole new experience. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked you the hell out. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you, no, you had an experience to do something really amazing, and yeah, so I, we did uh, want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, with COVID, ha- I mean, if COVID didn't happen, obviously I would have never went to Egypt. Uh, this place would have been way too busy, and and uh, I wouldn't have done that, you know. Um, but with it being slower, it's being pretty chill. Um, I felt like it was a good time to, you know, and I, I'd ha- I had message uh, Max um, when COVID started, kind of, and was like, hey, I, you know, I'm interested in getting into consulting. And I know he'd been doing that for a long time, like he was doing a really great job and, uh, you know, having fun, traveling, doing stuff. And uh, I messaged him about it. And so that's really how it all started. He just hit me up and was like, I need some help in Egypt. And he absolutely did because it, it was, it was, I mean, it is wild. It is wild how much uh, food and, and what he was doing at that restaurant uh, by himself. So, um, but I mean, I, re- I really wouldn't have been able to go without, you know, COVID happening. I'm not, I'm, I mean, that's just, that's just how this world kind of works out. So, yeah, I mean, th- things happen for a reason and, yep. and you did get that opportunity. And what, what was it like cooking Texas barbecue and, <laughs> and freaking <laughs> Egypt? <laughs> uh, it was wild. It's really wild. Um, Egypt is uh, is totally different. I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's just completely different. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to like uh, just talk bad about it, but it's just like uh, it's like fifty years behind, I guess. Like uh, as far as like as far being as up to date in America, yeah, yeah, where America is. And uh, so um, I actually brought Terry with me. Um, Terry is um, she's working here right now. Uh, I'm training her how to cook brisket and ribs and whatnot. And uh, I was training her before. Uh, this before we went to Egypt and when Max hit me up I told him that like I'm training Terry right now so I can't really leave unless I can bring Terry and uh, and he was like yeah you know the more help you know you can get then let's do it from the from the barbecue aspect I mean I mean beef is obviously available over there the materials to build the pits are available over there um, but wood, how did you guys get in wood? What kind of wood were you using? Honestly, they, I, I don't know what wood they were using. They, they showed me a picture of <laughs> just out in this like big field. And there was like one storage shed that had like an insane amount of chopped wood. Like wow. it was literally full of chopped wood wow. and, uh, it burned great. I mean, every time it brought it in, like worked per- perfect. Uh, we were like in this little, like the smokehouse is like this little glass box and, uh, with like a hood vent over the smokers and the, so the sounds stacks. like a Houston pit room <laughs> yeah yeah kind of, yeah but the the stacks were actually cut under the the hood vents so the, the stacks the smoke stacks were cut like super short no oh, wow. but uh the the pits cooked great and the food came out I mean really good really really good like I I, I think it would hold up really well in Texas like um they're importing the brisket and the beef ribs from America, like on a boat. So it had to be so expensive to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, uh, the owner, said that um, that the Egyptian briskets were more expensive. Wow. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how that worked out. But uh, um, which I did cook some Egyptian briskets, and uh, you know, it it is what it is. Like they were, they weren't as good, but they weren't like bad. Like I, I wouldn't was it, say. Was it was it leaner brisket? Yeah, it's basically yeah. Like just cooking like a slight brisket. Which yeah. I mean like isn't the worst thing in the world. We were also wrapping in foil, so I mean like it I mean, it comes out soft, you know, juicy, like it is it's not that bad. Right. And, and I mean, let's be honest, you're 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 selling it to a market that has no basis for comparison. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, even if it came out average, it would still be the best brisket they've probably ever had in their it's, life. It is you know? true. It but is but bad. they were fortunate to have some talented cooks that were over there and, yeah. and putting processes in place. For sure. Meanwhile, back in Kennedale, <laughs> as, as as Johnny was in, in Cairo, um, 
you guys got some some publicity and some accolades from a uh, a very noteworthy source. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came to be, Lane. Um, so I think maybe it was like the first little snow that came to Texas. It's probably like the week after that. Yeah. I think the, the Sarah Blaskovich came by, got some food. We didn't know her at the time. I was late that day. Jalen was late. <laughs> so it's just me and New Pond and PJ. And PJ comes right at like 10, 50, 11, or used to. And so me and New Pond were running service by ourselves. Probably started running service a little early too. He probably did. And I think Jalen walked in as we were taking her tray out. And then I think... Uh, I had to do, I a, little, I had to do a little check and see how my bristles came out. That day. I was like, all right, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks, that's looking good. You can send that one out. And I think I gave her the wrong sausage. <laughs> And then later I got like a notification on Facebook, somebody's at Goldie's, and I see it was like the Dallas Morning News food writer, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> going not freak, and then I'm like, It's okay, you can say fuck. <laughs> but then we got a call later on, so I guess the food must have came out pretty good. And then um, did a little interview thingy, Bob. And then we Jalen. Uh, then she wrote the article, <laughs> that was pretty much it, uh, yeah. But but this was you know kind of still in the heart of when everything was you know, it was pretty shut down and, yeah. and and you know people weren't going out and eating as much as they are now and as much as obviously they were pre COVID mm-hmm. you know so as far as timing wise you know short staff notwithstanding it was a really good time for you guys to get that oh, that yeah. boost and that jolt of you know of, we, of recognition for what you were doing out here if we weren't doing curbside it probably would have been a lot better yeah that's but true if but if we had had the dining room open it would have been super easy but doing curbside. It was a little trickier setup-wise, like with the hands that we had. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because we were having to run pits while we were running service too, because it was yeah. be four of us in here. But luckily, we had Joe Zavala run pits for us That's one day, true, and then we had pits. Zane, who does Smoke Station mm-hmm. Q, run pits for us pretty regularly, and our buddy Matt, he does Laurel only on barbecue. He helped us out a lot. So you you were coming back from COVID. You were dealing with that. Um, <clears throat> business was just starting to pick up. This article came out. What what happened after that article, business wise? We probably tripled in business like that next weekend, probably something during, like during that. the snowstorm. Yeah, the during, snowstorm. Oh yeah, I was at the beginning of that snowstorm. It was like that Sunday before the snowstorm. Yeah, I think we decided to close that Sunday, so we cooked all the briskets we yeah. had that day and ribs. So Jan stayed till probably like three or four. I yeah. got there like two, cooked. Finished the briskets, got the ribs going, and I think we just sold everything we had in our fridge. Mm-hmm. And like all the roads were iced over, and then we posted like, "Hey, don't come out here! Like it's pretty dangerous driving out here." And then everyone still came. Uh, oh yeah, and we sold all the food. And yeah, it was, it was probably like an hour and a half or something like that. We didn't expect that to happen that day. But, uh, and, and that was a lot of people coming from from the Dallas area. Yeah, that just just didn't know. I mean, because again, this is important. Is as good as somebody's social media account is, that that that. <clears throat> external professional legitimate media coverage really can just take you to a whole nother level yeah it doesn't matter like how big they are too like even the smaller stuff we get written up in like i'll hear somebody say hey i came out because of this because of that i was like oh, i didn't expect anything yeah i mean because you don't just drive by goldies <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> you don't <laughs> no, but yeah it's it's definitely anytime you can get that recognition you know it it it's not going to hurt your business. It can only help, you know, so as long as you're obviously, as long as you're getting recognition for the right things, but you, know, you guys have, have kind of weathered the storm that was 2020 and hopefully things, you know, you guys, I know you recently reopened the dining room um, to where, you know, people can dine in and you have benches outside for, for outside service as well. 
you know, what, what is what is the future of Goldies looking like? I mean, as far as do you have menu expansion plans, things you want to work on, tinker with, or, or anything you know in the works that you guys have that you're looking forward to possibly debuting on a menu, or, or poor cash, <coughs> or yeah, or have recently debuted on a menu. Oh, we're always probably messing around with new sides and sausages and desserts, just depending on the week. We'll probably mess around doing new stuff. Yeah, more sausages get, yeah, some more sausages because we used to run a weekly like new sausage every week, but uh, we've been pretty busy, so we've been doing the house and jalapeno cheese. But we'll probably get back to that here pretty soon. Okay, well let's let's talk about the pork hash. This is the part of the episode where we talk about pork hash. <laughs> um, so pork hash is for it's basically meat gravy with rice. Um, Andrew, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very well, it's traditional, a, old school. It's a traditional yes. South Carolina dish. Um, it started out like everything did with food, where you didn't want waste. You tried to use the, you know, the whole part of an animal. You tried to use everything to be not only just to be sustainable, but you know, it was it was a you know, a lot of times they literally talk about it as a peasant dish. You know, and that's that's how pizza started out was as a peasant dish, where you were trying to get all the leftovers on a piece of bread and cook it in an oven. Hashes, you know, you you you'd had you had an old animal that you'd cook. There are certain parts that weren't good for just you know slicing and cooking, so you'd cook them down with some spices, some vegetables, garlic, tomato, onion. You know, blender it up, puree it up, and serve it over rice. There are a lot of traditional South Carolina restaurants that do it. Um, Elliot Moss is doing it in Asheville, North Carolina. He's got South Carolina roots, so it, it harkens back to his roots. And there have been a couple of restaurants in Texas that have started serving it over the years. And it debuted at Goldie's very recently, and we got the pleasure of trying it today. So, what was the what was the inspiration for starting to do that, and how did that end up on a menu? Because we're very excited to see it. Uh, I've been messing around doing it for a while, but doing it with brisket, and it always just kind of tasted like chili. So I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Well, I knew what I was doing wrong, but then um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so then the other day I was like, wait, why don't we just make hash? With the pork rib tram. Yeah, we, we, like had, we had about sausages. 30 pounds of pork rib tram. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right. Were you, were you sliding notes under his door saying, <laughs> yeah. pork rib tram? <laughs> so I think I texted Evan and Brad, and I was like, hey, I'm going to make hash with the pork rib tram. And then they were like, nah, I need some direct heat flavor. And I told Evan <laughs> I was going to blend some coals into it. <laughs> he didn't think it was very funny. And then, so yeah, we just whipped up this last batch. came out pretty good last week. Mm-hmm. We made another batch this week. And then... Uh, Put a little bit too much pepper in there. Yeah, it's a little spicy. A little today. spicy, little but spicy. next week won't be too spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you see this, if you come to Goldie's, which you should, and you see this on the menu, please order it. If you've never had pork hash, I mean, obviously Leroy and Lewis as well, but you should really try pork hash. It's it's a very flavorful, very savory dish, um, and it and it's different than any other protein you're going to have in Texas barbecue. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and again, it's it's another one of those items that that kind of helps stand out in a crowd mm-hmm. you know not a lot of people are doing it and it is a unique item and it's really good when it's done well you know we will not take up too much of your time but there's a couple more questions that we usually ask at the end of episodes in season two that we will uh, get you guys on and then we will let you retire to your duties and or rest of your evening so we will start with Jalen who have you never cooked with in barbecue that you would like to cook with if you're given a dream opportunity to cook with anybody Ooh. Probably Joe Zavala. I mean, he's. You know, <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably mean, I cook mean he Joe. actually came over to help cook your brisket. <laughs> he did. He did. I wasn't out there with him. I was taking orders. But probably Joe. He just. I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Um, it'll just be a real fun time. It'll just be us. It's 
drinking. I don't know. Yeah, it'll, just be, it'll be us <laughs> drinking. What cookie yeah. would actually go? <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't. We'd just be out there overcooking everything we had out there. Johnny, how about you? Um, it actually doesn't have to be someone in barbecue. Anyone in the culinary world that. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> uh, I thought no, you were tired I'm of being I'm yelled joking. at. <laughs> no, I wanted to. I, I need to learn some Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri. That's true. That, that Guy Fieri, great. Um, Jeez, uh, I don't know. Um, Cooked everybody. Yeah, almost, almost. Yeah, I mean, the new pond for sure. Um, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a lot of fun for sure. <laughs> um, who Who would you like to cook with again? Again? Yeah. Would you like to come over to Goldie's and, and hang out with you guys for a weekend? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I'm uh, just going to say Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Leo Jones. <laughs> Fox Rose. Yeah. Fox Rose, for sure. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, they're, they're awesome. So I, they're I'd awesome. love to cook with them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're super cool. I mean, they, took, I mean, they literally took me to my first Falcons game. It was, like, literally amazing. It was uh, the best experience. Jonathan and Justin Fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just some of the nicest people in barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Doing, have been doing awesome stuff in the Atlanta barbecue scene yeah. for such a long time. And they run their business super well. Yes, they, they do. Yes, business. Mm-hmm. yes. I, I think that's who I'm most jealous of. Is, that, is for sure. And the barbecue world is them. They, I think they're living my kind of dream life right now. Hashtag life goals of having yeah. people having full time <laughs> jobs making jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, that's our, our favorite story from them. Oh. Is they, they had two full time employees and their only job was was making jalapeno yeah, poppers they, because they, they sell they that built many. such an amazing yeah. business they, there they, and, they, and they've done it the right way and it's it's really really cool to see and it's yeah they're some of our favorite people in barbecue too lane who, who would you like to cook with so there's this new pop-up coming around called double back yeah <laughs> dude That's, we'll cook with you anytime yeah. my <laughs> least favorite people to cook with yeah, exactly. <laughs> i think if i cook with anybody everyone except dusty i would probably cook with Probably Wayne Mueller or Tootsie or the guy from Kreitz. Or Roy Perez. Roy yeah. Perez, yeah. Or Tom. Or Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom back here. Not Evan and not Chris. <laughs> Chris, I want to cook with you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go back. It will go in reverse order for this God, one. Let's hear. So, um, what item would you like to put on your menu that you don't think you quite can because of the location and the, and the clientele? And we'll Probably. start with Lee. The dumpster. That's <laughs> everything all together. Goldie's the giant pile on one tray. No, I don't know what. I don't know what we want. Not want to do. Uh, or what's something you just haven't put on a menu yet that you would like to put on a menu? Kolaches. Yeah, kolaches. Uh, no, I'm just being greedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Shoot, I'm not sure. Pork steak. Pork steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got that all the time. Probably well eventually. <laughs> If Brad makes us a box for free. Well, yeah, we, 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 know somebody, we know somebody that Get has a box. Yeah. <laughs> I got a chud box. You can borrow it. I was say, we'll, we'll bring it up here and there cook some pork steaks. Uh, Johnny? Um, Andy, you, you haven't I gotten a cook yet. Yeah, how about you got to cook some about, lot of cool stuff. So. I was say, yeah, how about a protein that you'd like to tackle that you haven't tackled yet? That I've never done. Yeah. I'd probably like a whole hog. I think the whole hog would be the most interesting thing I could do. You could also uh, do that with a Chud Box. Yeah. Yes, you can. That's true. That, uh, I think old hog. Brad, we're tired of giving you free advertising. <laughs> use the code Tales from the Pits for 0% off, but yeah, please yeah. use it. Yes. Yeah. Chud has a BOGO offer going on right now. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Get in line for those chimneys, folks. 
Jalen, what would what would you like to cook um, that you haven't gotten a chance to cook? Probably yet? rib tips. My family's from the Chicago area, and they're always asking me when we're going to do them. So probably that. I'm surprised we haven't cooked them yet, but uh, it's because you're making yeah, hash we, with them. Yeah, now. that's yeah. true. That's true. There it is. It's, but yeah, that's it. All right, gentlemen. Well, we have taken up more than enough of your time. I'm sure you have much better things to do on your Saturday evening than talking to these microphones. So we will say thank you for your time. We can't wait to post this episode. Yes. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, on congratulations on, on Goldie's on what you guys are putting together and, and, and kind of the legacy that you're just starting. Um, you know, we always refer to it as like an all-star team of people that got together with this with this mission out here. Um, and we didn't even mention, we always mention it, um, but house-made bread. I mean, the, the, the steps and the depths that you're going to to build out this menu and to build out this restaurant, um, you know, the, the, the line courtesies that you're putting into place. I mean, you're still very early in this journey, in this arc of a business. Congratulations on making it through that first tumultuous year. Excited for what's going on forward. Thanks yeah. again. Best way to get a hold of you guys it, as far as Instagram and all that good stuff. What is at Goldie's BBQ? Yep. At Goldie's BBQ on Instagram. Um, they're also on Facebook. They also have a website. It's goldiesbbq.com. And they are open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 until sellout. Three. Which is about, which is about 3 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so, so, yes, be on the lookout. Follow them on Instagram because they put their specials and stuff on there. So there's always something fun and exciting going on at Goldie's. And the staple menu is fantastic as well. So appreciate it, guys. And we'll talk with you next time.